Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. We are absolutely thrilled to have you all here. This is our Reading Bonanza Month, and this is Freya. <laughs> she was being a little barky, so I decided she's going to be in the broadcast for now. And we are doing live readings for any of you who are here in the live audience. So it, today, we're going to be focusing on questions around career, wealth, and soul purpose. So if you have questions about your career, about your money situation, your money outlook, and or your sole purpose, those are the kinds of questions we'll be answering today. We will need full birth information today in order to answer your questions. So if you are willing, you will, and if you have a question, you'll need to give us your birth date, time, and location. And you're just, by doing that, you're also agreeing that it's okay for us to share this information uh, about you to the social media world. So please go ahead and start putting your questions in. I want to introduce you to our two amazing astrologers today. We have Taylor Schuler and Nora Rochelle. And they are, let's see, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Taylor first. Taylor is an award-winning astrologer. She was voted OBA's most promising astrologer. She has her master's degree in cross-cultural and sustainable business management from the American University of Paris in France. She has her permaculture design certificate from Peter Cow Permaculture Association. And she is now an astrologer featured on our new reading platform, Astrologer Connect. You can book a reading with Taylor in April. And she's amazing at career and wealth and purpose, sole purpose question. You can book a reading with her for 20% off in the month of April. So if you love Taylor and you want your questions answered and they don't get answered here today, you can follow up with her there. And also Nura Rochelle. So Nura integrates evolutionary, esoteric, and classical Western astrological philosophies for deepening self-awareness. She supports embodiment and self-love through energy work, yogic principles, and intuitive skill building. She focuses on simplicity and daily ritual to ground cosmic wisdom and clarity of action. So Nurat is also available on our reading platform. You can go to astrologyhub.com slash connect. If you want your 20% reading bonanza discount that is available to you in the month of April, just put in the discount code April 20, April 20. You can look up Nura or Taylor. Both of them are amazing astrologers. Actually, my 14-year-old daughter had a reading recently with Nura and loved it. And the insights that she gave my daughter were so, so helpful for me as mama. And then Taylor has given readings to many, many of my friends and family recently, especially those who are newer to astrology. I love uh, introducing them to astrology through Taylor because she just has this amazing grounded wisdom that you will get to experience here today. All right. So again, questions about career, wealth, and soul purpose. And I'm going to go in here and see if we have any of those here today. We have lots of questions already coming in. Okay. If you have a question, be a little more specific than just like career or wealth. Like if you can give us a little more context on what you're wanting to know about these aspects of yourself, that would help us. It would make the question come to life in a very different way. Any of you who have looked at charts, you know that there's like so much information in a chart. And so being able to pinpoint, especially when we have limited time like we do today, is really helpful. Okay, 
So Melissa in Dublin, Ireland. Awesome. My daughters and I were just listening to you two in the car today, and I was quizzing them about you two factors. And one of them was, where are they from? They were like, Ireland? Pink? Okay. Melissa says, I would really appreciate to know what is in store for finance and career, please. And Melissa's birthday is January 7th, 1969 in Dublin, Ireland. Time is 1045 and Melissa is at AM or PM. So I remember when I first learned about astrology, it was shocking to me that it matters so specifically that like the birth time, day or night, everything matters and tells a story about you and holds potent information. So the more detail, the better. 1045 AM is what we, what we have here. All right. So what's in store right now? It looks like this is a pretty, so for Melissa, I've got 1-7-1969, AM, Dublin, Ireland. I've got an early degree Aquarius rising, sun in Capricorn, and a moon in Leo. And it looks like the midheaven is in Sagittarius. So someone who's an Aquarius rising, there's also Mercury here, conjunct the ascendant. And so this is someone who's probably very good at speaking, someone who's very good at articulating in a very systematic way, sort of what they say is what they mean. So someone who's very aligned with their words and their intentions and what they mean. In terms of your career, you're having a, you're going to have a, a pretty big transit coming up soon and you're having one right now. And so some of the transits that I'm seeing occur for you are Pluto. Pluto is approaching your ascendant, which will happen over the next couple of years. Also approaching your Mercury, which is going to happen over the next couple of years. And so your voice is going to become very, very powerful. It's going to be very needed in the world and what you have to share. And when I say your voice, sometimes this has to do with, um, you know, if you're a writer, it can be writing. It can be how you're speaking with people. If you happen to have sort of like a artistic ability, it could be whatever art form and art medium that you use. You've got Neptune in the ninth house. It's, it's a wide orb from the midheaven, but I feel like this is someone who's pretty strategic. You have Pallas Athena, the asteroid of, of strategy, pretty close to your midheaven in Sagittarius. So if this is someone who is out there teaching, exploring the world, that would make a lot of sense to me. The other transit that's coming up right now that is going to impact your finances is Saturn, right? So Saturn is approaching Venus. Venus is at two degrees of Pisces. And in the system that I'm looking at, I'm using uh, Reggio Montana's house system, but in whole sign houses, Pisces and your Venus and Pisces is in your second house. And your second house is all about money and finances. And so what's happening right now for you financially is that you're being asked to take greater responsibility to align your finances and your financial life with your values and also with your relationship. So putting your money where your mouth is, is really important right now. And you're being asked to do this in a way that's very spiritually aligned and is also very in touch with your emotions. So you're going to be doing some hard work, I would say, around your finances. This is a great time to do savings. Um, coming up in June, there's going to be a great investment opportunity. So depending on your personal financial situation, I would say really putting the work in on your finances and making sure that you are basically like living your, I, I just saw this Netflix show, like living your rich life. I think it was called, um, I, I don't know if anyone remembers what the show is called, but um, I would say watch that show because he's got a lot of good information. I think that show would resonate with you right now in terms of only spending money on the things that are really aligned with your values and uh, making sure that you're, you're saving a lot right now. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. Melissa, I, Melissa put a yes in the comments, but I'd love to hear more from you, Melissa. Is this resonating? Is it helpful? We're here to give you some insight and help you with these questions. So we would love to hear back from you. If we do answer your question, please let us know how it's, how it's landing for you and if it's helpful and insightful. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Melissa says, I wondered about Saturn. Is there anything more you want to say about Saturn? Yeah, I mean, so in the house system that I'm I'm using, the Reggio Montanus, Melissa has Saturn in the second house natally, but this is the third sign, right? And so some may have heard other astrologers use this like second house, third sign. And so you're having by whole sign, Saturn's moving into that second sign for you. And that's echoing the fact that in this house system that I use, Saturn is natally in that place. So this is probably energy that you're really familiar with because saving and working hard and spending a long time to build something, build your wealth, build your how comfortable you are with money is probably something that this person is quite familiar with at this point in their life. Okay. All right, Melissa, let us know if that resonates. Okay, so we're going to go back to Nicole's question because we do have Nicole's information. For career, am I supposed to be in the spotlight, the one guiding someone in the spotlight or in the home? What are your thoughts for my work in the world? All right. So, and then we put the birth, you have the birth information, right, Nora? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I have it. So I have a 10 degree Scorpio rising for Nicole. Hopefully that's correct. Working with um, April 30th, 1990, 8.40 p.m. in Traverse City. So operating from that south node and moon in Leo is already telling me in the ninth house is already telling me that you've definitely spent a lot of time in past life limelight or even in this life. Maybe that's cultivating certain beliefs about yourself. Ninth house beliefs that help you to feel safe to be seen. Also with moon there, our moon is our medicine. And so we tend to be really natural with our moon. So a moon in Leo, on one hand, could already be very attuned to that. Like you might have just built into your frequency, like I'm supposed to be seen. I'm supposed to be heard. People are supposed to know about me. And that's awesome. It's also at zero degrees, which is the purest energy of that sign. So internal validation and confidence is really important for you no matter what you do. And with a 20 degree Leo midheaven, there's a lot of energy absolutely about being seen. Now, where that's coming through, I'm actually getting the sense that it's very relational and maybe even one-on-one -on -one relational because of Sun conjunct the descendant, also Pluto conjunct the rising sign, Pluto rising, basically. So this could really be coming through in your partnerships. Like I would think marriage partner if you're married or if you're in long-term committed relationships with Pluto conjunct Juno, there's something really strong there about it's actually so important for you to see people so intimately that your energy might actually get very diffused if you're trying to do too much for too many people too fast. There's something around kind of like going in slow and deep, kind of like massage. It's like you can't go too deep, but you can go too fast. So that energy of speed actually comes in a little bit with your, um, you know, Mars ruling the ascendant. So Mars in Pisces is actually inviting you to tune in a lot more intuitively, meaning energetic and spiritual hygiene is so important for everything that you create. So if that's in the home, if that's out in career, et cetera, 
Uh, and the North Node in Aquarius, ruled by the Sun, which is also square in Taurus, and then you have a beautiful uh, fixed grand cross involving your Pluto and your Sun, amongst other celestial bodies, and your nodal axis. Like you really did come here to take what is natural for you in the realm of confidence and clarity and knowing yourself and being seen in that way to actually give it to others. So I'm definitely seeing a lot of one-on-one -on -one work in this way, if that makes sense. And it almost feels like the more that you empower others, the more you're also able to be seen. So I hope that answers your question. I'd love to know more if there's something beyond that. Nora, is, are you seeing then one-on-one -on -one work being even more emphasized than like the you know, big spotlight? sort of pass? I feel like if there is spotlight, it's to be seen enough to be magnetized to the divine appointments. So there, it, it's useful to be seen, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But then the real work, like where the real juice is coming in and also the real intimate impact for the people that you're here to serve, it's going to come in those one-on-one -on -one spaces. Okay, awesome. Nicole says this all sounds so right. Okay, good, Nicole. Uh, isn't it amazing? Like just those those insights. I, I what and tell me any of you who get readings here today. Is it does it feel like confirmation of what you you pretty much know deep down, but you're not completely confident about yet. You're not like a hundred percent about it. So just hearing it reflected back to you gives you the confidence you need to go in that on that path with like a hundred percent of yourself. I, I just want to know if that's your experience, because that's always my experience with readings as well. Okay, so we're going to do this. Okay, Annie Hamlet. Hi, Annie, in Tucson, which is actually where Nora and Taylor are as well. Um, so Annie is wondering this, uh, but Annie was born in Elberton, Georgia. My sole purpose, should I teach again? Uh, Annie is 12.26.42 at 5 a.m. in Elberton, Georgia. So should I teach again? Annie is wondering. Should I teach again? I'm, I'm wondering uh, a, a little bit more about this question. Like what, um, Annie, can you give us a little more? Like were you a teacher before and you're wanting to go back to teaching? Where did you, like teaching what? Would that be helpful, helpful, Taylor? Yeah, I'm just looking at the chart. Um, I mean, I can see, I can see pretty clearly. Annie has a, a pretty powerful ninth house stellium, and the ninth house is what we would ex one is one of the things that we could see in a chart for someone who is a really bright teacher. Um, there's a lot of ways to look at the ninth house. There's foreign travel. Um, there is religion. But I think that this ninth house stellium could be part of what's going on right now uh, with Annie. Now, should I do something again? That kind of question I feel like is always going to be up to you. And that's why the context of it um, is greater, is really important in this situation. So what um, are the... Taylor, sorry to interrupt you, but should I teach spiritual classes again? Look at that. <laughs> We're just saying the ninth house. Teaching religion, should we teach uh, spiritual classes? So I would say um, I would probably look to the, the transits here, you know, for what's going on. And so 
Mars in the sky right now is in the sign of Cancer, and I can see that Mars is approaching Jupiter. Jupiter is one of the significators for teaching and for sharing and being very generous, and Jupiter is in Annie's ninth house. And so I think that Mars is coming along and providing a little bit of irritation here and saying, hey, Annie, what's going on? I, let's make some moves. Let's do some stuff. Let's get out there. So I would say right now it probably feels like you want to and and you just have to do what's best for you. You know, I, that's probably not a very satisfying answer, but I feel like I would need a little bit more information. So I don't know if Nura has any thoughts for Annie. I feel like getting out there in the world with that North Node on the Midheaven, Annie's the kind of person who who wants to be seen. And so that is something that's very important. Um, North Node conjunct Moon on the Midheaven. These are all things of like getting out in the world and sharing your message and sharing your legacy. But really, at the end of the day, I think Annie is supposed to do things that are very brave and very courageous for other people. And Mars coming in right now to meet Jupiter is sort of that inspiration and that energy to say, like, let's expand, let's get out there, let's do some things, let's let's do some more teaching. And so that energy is probably going to be here uh, until early summer in her chart. Annie, does it feel brave to go back out there? Because if it, it sounds like if it if it feels like your growing edge or it feels like your, um, you know, a, a brave world for you to do that then it sounds like a yes. But if it's kind of like your comfort zone and going back into, you know, something that feels like an old comfy chair, maybe not. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're all being called right now with Saturn uh, had just moved into Pisces to be spiritual teachers in a way, right? That archetype of Saturn is the elder, is the person who has maturity, is the person who has wisdom to share. And Pisces is all about spirituality. And so Saturn's uh, just in the past year gone over Annie's um, IC or the nadir of the chart, the very bottom of the chart that might call in that kind of um, the desire for maturity, right? The desire for bringing in structure and bringing in that wisdom because the IC and the nadir of the chart is not just like our home or the real estate uh, or our family. I think it's also ancestral wisdom. And so I would wonder if there were some spiritual things that were happening or maybe Annie's been in touch with like a psychic medium or or someone who's a channeler or something like that who's been trying to get her in touch with like spirits of her ancestors and that's maybe where some of this is work is coming from because I see Saturn moving through the fourth house and so there's something that is asking Annie to connect with her past with her ancestors and maybe that's some of the the spiritual work that she's asking about okay great okay Annie let us know if that's helpful Nura, I know, has Rainbow Raw's chart up. So we can go to Rainbow Raw's question. Soul purpose. I've had a difficult past I'm still wor working through. I'm an artist. I would love to do something revolutionary. What is my true purpose? And birthday is 311.88, Austin, Texas at 3.20 p.m. Mm, amazing. So I'm working with a 10 degree rise Leo rising chart. And so interesting that we've got the fixed signs really represented here and lots of people with this um, ninth house energy. Um, Rainbow Ra is about to go through a Jupiter return coming in pretty hot, pretty fast. She's got Jupiter at zero degrees Taurus. So already that's an Aries degree or a very strong, pure influence of that Taurus energy. It usually points to me that you're sure to work with it in a new way. Like maybe there's a part of you that recognizes Taurus energy. You also have your Venus in Taurus and your Midheaven. 
But there's something very new about it, especially because Jupiter is the co-ruler of your North Node in Pisces. So you know you're here to be an artist. Amazing. I think that's the first step when it comes to working with North Node in Pisces, because there's something that you are here to integrate. And there's something that your South Node in Virgo, also with planetary ruler of Mercury in Aquarius, it's like you do have the command of language. You are able to tell a story that other people will understand, that revolutionary story that wakes people up, that gets people excited, that helps to make a change. Like that's something that you came in with, that gift with the South Node Virgo and Mercury. But the Jupiter piece ruling the North Node, also combining with Neptune and Capricorn, there's something very strong about materializing. So you have the the water of the North Node guiding you through emotional intelligence, but the earthly wisdom of both of the planetary rulers and Earth signs. Jupiter and Neptune and Earth signs means you need to make it tangible. So absolutely, you need to be doing things with your hands. You need to be doing things that move energy physically that you can actually see. So any sort of activity where you're getting involved in that will be really helpful. Also, Jupiter in Taurus is very much about resonance, thinking about Jupiter and the rulership with the throat and the vocal cords and um, that connection with your midheaven. It might come musically. It might come through exploring sound, even things like sound healing. I could imagine being really powerful for you and just having a message that whether it's coming through words or whether it's coming through sound or something seen that really resonates with people. And it's about really opening up the doorways to what else is possible, especially with Jupiter so high in the chart, like really up at the zenith of your chart along with, with Venus. I would definitely suggest, um, you know, making things beautiful and how uh, really leaning into how important beauty is to wake people up. If, the, if those are the words that you would want to use, how important beauty is to be at the front of a revolution, because that's what's inspiring. I've been really tuning into the phrase, the one with the biggest vision wins a lot lately because it's been helping me. And if somebody else's vision for you is stronger than your vision for yourself, you're going to lean into their vision for you more than your own vision for you. So make your own vision the biggest, the loudest, the widest, the most farthest reaching. It has to be motivating for you. It has to be exciting. It has to be juicy. And then from that place, do the creative work, whatever that looks like for you. There's also a lot to be said around um, process orientation, being very process oriented, especially with Saturn and Capricorn. Um, you really need to be able to measure your progress in a pretty logical way. The nice thing about Saturn and Capricorn is like once you get to a certain level of whether it's self-understanding or creative capacity, you don't go backwards with Saturn and Capricorn. That's your new level. That's your new ground floor, your new foundation. And so how can you use that when it comes to your, um, your creative capacity and also knowing that you've probably already been a revolutionary with everything that you've created so far? And might there be um, an opportunity to, to widen the lens of your perception of what that means and what that looks like? Because Pisces is kind of here to do all the things in a lot of different directions. It's not going to look just one way because you're really here to integrate it all and bring it all together. So I'd love to hear from you if that is resonating for you. It certainly is. Rainbow Ra is giving lots of amazing feedback, says that she 
has thought about being a musician. She says, I'm going to write y'all a deep email about how this resonates after I watch this a bunch. That's one of the great things is you, this is recorded. So if you do get a reading from one of these amazing astrologers here today, it's recorded. You can go back and watch it again. We had a question come in from Leslie that is, I have a question. I know the day I was born, but I don't know the time I was born. So how do you actually get an accurate astrology reading? Can one of you uh, or both of you address that question? I'm sure we both can. I have a couple thoughts. There are so many techniques in astrology. There's so much that we can look at. So as trained professional astrologers, we most of us are using a variety of techniques or we have a huge toolbox that we can pull from. So can you get the most accurate reading? Maybe not. Um, if you want to, there are there is this thing called rectification that you can do and you can work with a, a an astrologer who is skilled in rectification to try to recreate what your birth time probably is based on your location. But there's a lot of things we can look at. We can try to figure out, you know, if the moon didn't change signs, like what your moon sign is. And if it's very obvious because the moon did change signs, what your moon sign is based on your personality. We can try to figure out your rising sign and your ascendant based on your personality and your your looks and like what's really important to you. We can try to figure out your midheaven as well based on that. But just looking at the chart, astrologers typically do one of two things. They'll pull a chart for the sunrise or they'll pull a chart for noon. And noon helps us to basically divide the day into. So what I was saying about the moon, we can figure out if the moon changes signs you know, half the day the moon was six degrees this way and the other half the day the moon was about six degrees that way. So that's one thing that helps us. And then once we do that, we can look at the planets and signs. That gives us a ton of information. Then we can look at the aspects that planets make to one another. So how planets talk to each other and their geometric relationship, that's the bulk of interpretation. Now, we might not know if Saturn's in the ninth house or in the second house affecting either your travel and how you learn and want to teach things or whether it's affecting your money and your finances and your values. But that's where someone who's skilled in rectification comes into uh, into play. And then there's other techniques like um, annual perfections. And we can't use that technique in its totality. But we do know that when you're 60 years old, that's called a first house perfection year. And you're going to be focused on first house topics when you're 60, regardless. Um, we might not know a whole lot about you know, what planet's in charge and how it's affecting your chart, but there's a lot that we can look at. And just a couple of things there too. We have um, Anna Zaharia, who has worked at Astrology Hub since almost the very beginning. She did, she doesn't have her birth time. So she was either a Pisces rising or an Aquarius rising. And first of all, you take one look at, one look in her physically and the guess is Pisces rising. But, you know, that's not 100% accurate, right? So she it's taken a few years, but she has gone to a point where it's absolutely clear that she's a Pisces rising. And they've even been able to work backwards to figure out the most likely birth time so they can take the the big events in your life, those big life changing moments, a marriage, a divorce, the birth of a child, um, moving, you know, things that are like big life changing events and take those and actually do the do the math backwards and then try to pinpoint a time based on the timing of those events. So there's a lot of different things that can be done. But like Taylor's saying, you can get a ton of information even without it. So 
you could at least dabble and start to learn more. And then when you're ready to really proceed on the path of, of really trying to pinpoint that birth time, you can do that too. I've also met many people who thought that they didn't, couldn't find their birth time who were able to track it down either by calling the hospital where they were born and asking if they have the records or getting a copy of their birth certificate and making sure they look on the other side because sometimes the birth time is on the other side of the birth certificate. So there's a lot of um, people who have been able to track it down, which can be helpful too. But you're not lost and you're not left out of the party and there is tons of information that can be provided even without it. So hopefully that helps, Leslie. Okay, so let's go to... There's so many amazing questions. Why am I getting this sense of urgency to go overseas? Work in Progress's birthday is January 6, 1961 at 1.44 p.m. This one's Pasadena, Texas. Yeah, that's a great question. So Work in Progress, I've got a about 20 degrees Taurus rising sun in Capricorn, again, 16 degrees. So we're getting these January 6th, January 7th babies, which I love. And uh, moon in Virgo conjunct Pluto. So why are you getting this urge to go overseas? So it uh, took a look at the chart and I'm thinking, okay, so I see that the ninth house, which is typically foreign travel, is ruled by the sign of Capricorn, both in whole sign and the Regio Montana's house system that I am using. And so when I see a Capricorn ruled ninth house, I'm looking there for information about why this person might want to travel right now. And so then I'm saying, okay, what's going on with the planets that are there? Are any planets making aspects? And it looks like Saturn, the planet that's in charge of Capricorn, is now it's in Pisces. It's at about, I think, three or four degrees of Pisces today. And so it's been moving over the 11th house in the, in the chart, but it just made a conjunction to this person's Venus. And so when we see the ruler that's in charge of foreign travel come up to Venus, and he's also come up to uh, the asteroid series, which is about um, how we nourish and nurture ourselves in a way that's a little bit different from the moon. The moon is like our emotions and our bodies. Ceres is more about how we grieve and how we mourn and how we nourish our relationships with people who are close to us. So having a Venus Ceres conjunction very close to the south node and also um, a bit later in the sign of Pisces, the asteroid Astrea who is the goddess who stayed on earth with the earthlings uh, when all of the, go the gods from Mount Olympus fled to the sky. Astrea stayed because Astrea wanted to make the world a better place and, and just help humans sort of like get by. So this tells me a story of basically the ruler of your ninth house who's in charge of foreign travel is like, hey, is there something really beautiful here? Is there something luxurious here? Is there something spiritual here that's abroad that you're seeking? Is it a relationship that you're seeking? But also I think that this ties in because Venus uh, that Saturn is just separated from is in charge of Taurus, the Taurus rising that ascendant there. So this person's personality and the planet Uranus in the sky right now, which is all about these sort of very instant disruptions 
but also divine download, that information that's like, why am I getting this? And that urgency too, right? Your honest is instantaneous. It's just like, let's do it right now. That is approaching this late um, Taurus rising ascendant, which is about 19 or 20 degrees. And Uranus is just about there in the sky right now. So this person is saying, who I am and how I show up in the world, my appearance, my personality is in for radical change right now with Uranus on the ascendant. And then, yeah, you want to move permanently. You've got to change your life. You've got to change who you are and change, change all the things. And Saturn is also structure. It's the structure in the container. And so I would, I would ask, are there friends who are also involved? Or maybe if you don't know, maybe those friends that you desire or over there. And the 11th house is not just about friends and groups and organizations. It's also about philanthropy. It's about making the world a better place. It can be about the money that we get from work. So I think that those are all potential things that are coming in right now. But I'd say Saturn and Uranus are a big part of the picture for why you're feeling this uh, urge to move. Okay, work in progress. Does that resonate? I've recently been reflecting on how much of a life change a move is. Like it it changes everything, right? It changes who you engage with on a daily basis. It changes the things you're exposed to. And we know from astrology that different places on the planet actually pull out different aspects of ourselves. So it's like, you know, maybe you're shy and reserved in one place, but in another place, you can feel yourself wanting to be out there and be more social and engaged. Maybe someplace you struggle with your career, but there's another place where you could live on the planet that you would find the right creative inspiration and have a lot of energy behind your career. So there's a lot that you can look into in terms of if you're feeling the urge to move, where's the best place for you? But it sounds to me work in progress, like you kind of have an idea of where you want to go. Um, and it sounds to me like it's, oh, it's a specific area in Italy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I just pulled up the locational chart uh, when I saw that thing about Italy. and. You know, I was talking about Venus looks like Venus is on the descendant for work in progress and it runs directly through Italy. So this is a call that perhaps friends or social connections, if you travel with an organization or a group of people that might help you find either a business partner or a spouse or just like that one on one person that is like your person over there in Italy. And maybe that person is yourself. It sounds kind of eat, pray, love. So. That's nice. I think it sounds beautiful. Go to Italy. Okay. Please let us know your feedback on that. The astrologers get so much out of hearing back from you. So that's the one thing we I've struggled with the term reading because it makes it sound like this passive thing where someone's just like reading your chart to you. But it's really more of a consultation. It's really more of the astrologer looking at the chart, telling you what they see, how they're interpreting the uh, the language of light, as I love to say. Um, but then your feedback and the way that you're living your chart is really, really important. So consultation is much more accurate than reading. And I also wanted to say for any of you who are loving this and who want to have your own reading, now is the best time to do it because we're having the grand opening of our reading platform, Astrologer Connect. If you book a reading in the month of April, you can get 20% off. And that's with any astrologer on the platform. So you can go to astrologyhub.com slash connect and put in the promo code April 20. And our astrologers are booking up. You guys, everybody is so excited about this new platform and it's so much fun to see the response. 
So if you do want to book with any of the astrologers that you're meeting on this live show or any of the astrologers that you've seen on the podcast that you're seeing on the Astrologer Connect platform, now's the time to do it. If you're not sure who you want to have a reading with or who's the right astrologer to answer your specific question, because there are definitely astrologers that specialize in different types of questions or different areas of life. We do have a matchmaking quiz on the website. So you can fill out just, it's like five or six questions and we will recommend an astrologer to you based on your responses. So again, that's all at astrologyhub.com slash connect. If you are like, I know I want Taylor or I know I want Nura, they have direct booking links. So you could go to astrologyhub.com slash Nura connect. That's N-U-R-A connect or astrologyhub.com slash Taylor Connect. And Taylor is T-A-Y-L-O-R. Okay. Oh, another thing. If you love this show and you're like, I want to make sure that I know when these shows are happening so that I have a chance to get my question answered for free, then make sure you sign up to be alerted when we're doing the live broadcasts. And you can do that by going to astrologyhub.com slash Bonanza Lives. Bonanza is B-O-N-A-N-Z-A lies, L-I-V-E. So astrologyhub.com slash Bonanza live. And we'll let you know when we're live next time, which we're going to be doing this live show throughout the month of April and featuring different astrologers, focusing on different aspects of life and getting your questions answered. We're going to go now to um, Michelle McGregor. So Michelle was born in London at 3.30 a.m., on December 24th, 1967. And Michelle's question is, help give me guidance on my soul purpose. Shall I finish writing my book on healing grief and trauma? And I know Nura has uh, Michelle's chart pulled up. Yes. Okay. So already in the chart, seeing the uh, Pluto moon, Palisathene, Uranus, Stellium in Virgo in the 11th house. And I'm using the Porphyry house system. Also, Jupiter, whoop, forgot about him, Jupiter retrograde. There's a lot for you to say that I really think is going to improve the lives of many. And I wonder what is the, um, the emphasis around. So you said healing, grief, and trauma. Absolutely. Um, you have your Chiron in Pisces. And so there is something around helping people to integrate, helping people to see perhaps a different way, see themselves more compassionately. And your Scorpio rising, especially with Juno in Scorpio, Venus in Scorpio, and Neptune in Scorpio, you have the gift of helping people to unshame their story. So you put all of this together. I think of it almost as perhaps a dharmic path for you to be writing your story, especially if you feel like it, it makes you feel alive. That's a really important quality of the Scorpio rising where Everything about the Scorpio energy is increasing in your life forever. So that's true for everybody. Whatever sign you have on the rising sign is an increasing energy. You're getting better and better at it throughout your life. It becomes more and more important and also more and more central to who you are and how you be and how you walk through your life. So the Scorpio energy increasing means you are increasing in your alchemy. You're increasing in your ability to hold space for darkness or to hold space for pain or anything that we decide to put in the shadow bag like oh we don't want to look at that so you are naturally equipped I think to serve people in this way and that combined with 
the attention to detail that all of the Virgo energy brings in for you, um, there's a lot there, I think, that's working for you. And if we look at the current transits, you have this south node that um, just freshly uh, moved over your rising sign over the past year. And then also soon the south node will be coming over your Juno. I like to look at Juno. She's the goddess asteroid of our commitments and also our karmic agreements. And some would say marriage and maybe the marriage partner that we require. But in my work, I've definitely seen it. It comes down to all of these different types of commitments that we've made and our karmic agreements. So there's something around Maybe there's an updating of your karmic agreements that's coming in. And that even could be part of your book. That could even be part of something that you're writing about, I can imagine, because it's really natural when you have a strong water energy in your chart that what you go through for yourself is, is directly connected to what you speak and heal and clear for others. It's, it's almost unavoidable with Scorpio because you, you merge with other people's energy in order to be able to heal it. So you going through and updating your own karmic agreements kind of makes you really equipped to help other people do that. And I can imagine it coming through, um, especially with, I'm just looking here, with all that's going on around this current eclipse and the upcoming eclipse cycles that we are about to move through in Aries Libra and that really illuminating your nodal axis with your North Node in Aries in the sixth house. Um, there's something around maybe becoming a new version of yourself, integrating something that is maybe a little bit more unconscious with Libra in the 12th house. And that could really come through um, what you are communicating about. And if we look at the North Node planetary ruler of Aries being Mars, and Mars is currently in Cancer, um, about to enter your ninth house. The ninth house is a really good time. Um, anytime you have, especially an energizing force like Mars in the ninth house, it's like getting energy moving in that area. The ninth house is the house of publishing. So this is actually really supportive for you. Also, um, opposing that in long term, I would say you're going to feel soul level compulsion with Pluto in Aquarius in your third house because it's undeniable. Like if you decide, for example, that right now maybe you're not 100% ready to publish or ready to what, wherever you are, you've got a nice chunk of time here with Pluto in the third house. Like maybe there's not just one book. Like maybe there's a lot. It, there's almost this soul level um, responsibility to really live up to um, what you came here to create and what you came here to say. Like it'll feel painful if you don't say it, basically, with Pluto in the third house. So um, however that encourages you. Um, I hope you received that well. Mm, Michelle, please let us know in the chat. I mean, I'm sitting over here going, write the book. Come on, Michelle, like, write the book. Yes, for sure. But let's see what Michelle has to say in response to that. Okay. And let's go to Casey. <laughs> Gabrielle says, Michelle, write the book, please. You have a lot of cheerleaders here, Michelle. Um, okay. Casey Stewart Yoga. Born November 23rd, 1979 at 7.59 a.m. in Edmonds, Washington. Is now a good time for career shift or international move? I've had a dark night of the soul after losing my career in 2020. I'm feeling lost. Yes. And okay. so first, I just want to say I'm very sorry. I can see that in the chart that 2020 was really difficult for you. You were going through your Pluto square. Uh, at the same time as Pluto was just leaving a uh, conjunction to your natal moon, which was activating that 
you know, natally you have Pluto square the moon in Capricorn. And so that can be really difficult. It basically is a big change that's very emotional and very difficult. And it does literally just kind of take us down, strips us down uh, to to the essential and forges us. And getting forged is not uh, not an easy process. And it's, it's not uh, rainbows and sunshine. It's very difficult. So I honor that that what you've been through over the past couple of years. And uh, the short answer to your question is yes, right? So what I'm looking at right now is that the nodes in the sky are moving into your 10th and 4th houses. And so the south node is moving from Scorpio in your 11th house into Libra, and it will move into your 10th house. And when we have the south node moving into our 10th house, Basically, the south node is what we need to let go of and what we need to move away from. And so you are going to be asked over the next uh, a little over a year and a half, uh, I'd say 1.75 years, one and three quarter years, maybe even two years or so. You're going to be going through a period of time when you are reevaluating your agency, where you are reclaiming your agency, where you are feeling more empowered because Pluto will go over your uh, the south node will go over your natal Pluto. And so that is getting rid of all of our old stories about power and the power that no longer serves us so that we can feel empowered in the way that we are meant to in this lifetime. And this is something that happens every 19 and a half years. So you can look back about 20 years ago and see what was that story uh, when, when the south node was over your Pluto last time. Uh, but essentially, yeah, I think that this is a time for you to really let go of whatever that old title was, that old story about what you wanted your legacy to be, how you wanted to be known, what you wanted your career to be. And you're moving into a period um, where you may be more focused on your home. You may be more focused on your roots and where you came from and reclaiming some of that and how you want to be at home. You know, so if you work from home for a period of time, I w- really wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Um so the short answer to your question is it's definitely a um, a time for a career shift. And in terms of an international move, I can see that over the summer, you're going to be looking at that because Venus is going to move from your eighth house where we kind of have our psychological processes. We might think about our financial obligations, our debt, our mortgages, taxes, things like that, um, or just simply like astrology and esoteric arts as well. And it's going to be moving into your ninth house of foreign travel. And so I can see that that will probably be a time when you go, hey, you know, either I'm, I'm thinking about my mortgage and all my financial stuff and, and I've made some peace with that or I need to reevaluate it. And now I'm ready. I've saved the money or whatever it is. And I am kind of ready to go for an adventure. And so I think you're going to be pretty tempted to go over the summer. And let me just take a look at your natal Venus. Uh, it looks like you have natal Venus and Sagittarius. So yeah, of course, you're the kind of person who wants, wants to travel. And so when Venus moves into that ninth house, that natal uh, Venus and Sagittarius, that's that natural traveler, has that natural association with the ninth house of foreign travel, is definitely going to want to go. And it's a trine. Now, your natal Venus is not retrograde. This is going to be a retrograde. So I would say take the time from June 30th through early September, I think it's September 3rd or so. Uh, that's the retrograde shadow, retrograde in the shadow period. And then maybe plan your travel for, uh, 
mm, I don't know, maybe when when Venus moves into Virgo, which would be October, but then we're having some eclipses. So, you know, if you want to travel in the fall, that might be a time when you're going to feel called to do so, or you might do your research then. If you do travel during that time, definitely plan a little bit more cushion room, plan a bit more of a budget and expect it to be really impactful for changing your life and finding some of the answers that you're looking for. Wow. How's that feel, Casey? That's some amazing guidance. Thank you so much, Taylor. Pink T says, I noticed that under all the astrologers' names, it says they are all booked up for readings and consultations. Pink, I am really curious where you're seeing that because I know for a fact it's not true. So I just want to know what you're seeing to make sure that, A, if it exists out there, that we get it fixed. And B, just, I know, Taylor, you have you have some space, right? And I know Nura has some space. Yeah. So if you specifically are resonating with Taylor and Nura, you could, for example, click on them and then go to book a reading and then you'll see their calendar and you'll see what they have available. It could be pink if you're seeing that nobody's available for instant readings right now. That's possible. So we do have at various times astrologers that are ready to take your readings instantly. And right now we're doing 10 minutes free, like your first 10 minutes of an instant reading free. And instant just kind of means like on demand. Like you have a question, you go, who's available? And you see an astrologer with a little green light on and you can ask your question right there. I cannot guarantee that there's any astrologers on the instant readings right now. So maybe that's what you're saying. So anyway, if, if, if go ahead, Taylor. I was just going to say, I, I also wonder if it's a time zone thing, because I'm seeing folks in like New Zealand and Ireland, and I know I probably have only a couple hours during the day, but I know there isn't there still like the little live thing or a way for people to get in touch. So if you are like in a different time zone, I'm sure many of us, you know, if you could let us know like what times you're looking for, if that's the problem, we might be able to to open that's up some time for you. And you know. also we do have astrologers working in various time zones. So if you are, if you're not seeing anyone, then we could recommend someone that might be more available in your time zone. And then we do also have astrologers that are doing readings in different languages as well. So we have um, Spanish and French are also available if you would prefer that. And I feel like there was something else I was going to address, but let's go to this question from Samantha. I have started following my calling and my partner can't stand it. In order to follow my path, will I have to break up my family? This is such a huge question. And I know it's something that that holds a lot of people back from actually pursuing their their heart's calling is because they feel like this might happen. So I'm really curious to see what you see in the chart, um, Nura. And birthday is April 4th, 1982 at 8.22 a.m. in Placerville, California. Yes. So, Samantha, I'm so sorry that it feels that way. I know that that can be really hard when you are really finally, maybe for the first time ever, doing something really important for yourself. And then it feels like the people around you are not on board or not able to support you. And um, just in your chart, Right off the bat, um, you have your son in Aries. So also happy recent solar return. You're about to go through a lot of the eclipse energy for the next two years, um, the Mercury in Aries, and then also the huge Libra stellium opposing that. So Pluto, Saturn, Palestine, Mars, also all retrograde in Libra. So already 
even if I wasn't paying attention to the current transits, I would see that this would be some type of an issue that will come up at some point in your life. And why is that? So there's something that you came here to do on the soul level that involves integrating relationally. It involves being able to contrast your relationship needs with the relationship needs of other people. So that's a really big part of the Libran lessons. And I think it's really hard. I think it's easy to kind of gloss over Libra as it's about balance and it's about harmony with others. And then we think that means it's going to be easy and that it's going to be wonderful. And in fact, I think it's one of the most challenging parts of being a human. It's like you're getting a doctorate, a postdoctorate, lifetime degree in mastering the art of relationships. So I think just being with that and really celebrating how far you've already come in being able to simultaneously develop something important for yourself is really huge. So the Aries energy will continue to guide you forward in trusting your instincts because what can happen when we are really steeped in Libran energy is we will over-harmonize with other people to the point of forgetting about ourselves in that harmonization. And when we don't feed our sun, we are led to feeling depressed. We're literally not feeding our vital energy so that it can also feed us. So it's so important for you to, to be feeding that. And so if we look at the south node coming into Libra, this will be exact. Um, it'll be opening July 17th through for the following year and a half after that. But you are going to have the south node on your Pluto at 25 Libra um, starting this August. So when the south node is on Pluto, there's something that wants to be released there. And I don't know that it means that there has to be like a cut and dry breakup, but it could be that there is a change in the dynamic. There's something that wants to be released in the dynamic itself. So it, it could just invite you to look at things differently in that sense. Um, and also you having Saturn in your 10th house, where we have Saturn shows where we get to be tested and challenged and refined, but ultimately build something. So it is very important for you to be building up in the realm of your career space right now. And um, all of that being, let me just come back to the current moment, all of that also being um, the Taurus energy in your 12th house over your Chiron, there's something around self-sufficiency coming in for you as a lifelong skill set. So even if somebody else doesn't support you, can you still be there to support yourself? Even if somebody doesn't agree with what you're creating, will you still trust yourself and honor that? Um, that's also a big part of the North Node in Cancer in your second house. So I say, um, you know, trusting yourself, this is never, you know, an overnight journey. And it's also not a decision that has to be made all in this moment. I would say, especially because we're heading into eclipse season and we're about to come into a Mercury retrograde in Taurus, there's a nice, um, you could press pause on needing to do anything really extreme in this moment, but just knowing that it's there and sitting with that and maybe doing your journaling around that can be really helpful. You might receive a lot of powerful insights. And I also just think it's really cool that you are going to have this sort of double influence, not all the way on your Chiron, but close because the Mercury retrograde is between five and 15 degrees of Taurus. And then later this year, when we have Jupiter retrograde, he's also going to be retrograde between five and 15 degrees of Taurus. And so that'll be giving you lots of time kind of within that window of your Chiron and Taurus to be working these things out subconsciously. 
it's something subconscious when we're talking about the 12th house. So there could be a lot of opportunity and space for you to do past life regressions or, you know, of course, using astrology, um, looking into the core stories that are coming up relationally and then opening up, especially with Jupiter, around what are your options that maybe are in the blind spot right now. Because sometimes with Libra, we can be prone to black and white thinking. So staying open to the options, I think, will be really important. Mm. Nora, do you think that there's a potential that the subconscious fear that this would be the case, right? Subconscious fear that, oh, if I go after what is, you know, truly my calling and, and in my heart, it will mean that I have to give up everything else. Do you think that that could be something that's subconsciously playing and then and then even filtering some of the perception of some of the things that are happening? Absolutely. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because the Chiron in the 12th house, it could be very unconscious. Like the, that fear of like, I can't make it on my own or another version would be, um, I won't be supported mm -hmm. and or I won't have the resources, all of these kinds of things. And I think it ultimately comes down to um, self-worth and self-esteem and just knowing that you are fully worthy and fully deserving of everything, of every good thing and that it doesn't while there's sacrifice sometimes, I mean, and I mean that by, you know, maybe if you are spending time and energy doing the thing that you love, maybe that means there is a slight, you know, on a very Saturnian practical level, there's maybe a little bit less time to delegate to certain family things. That could be the, the level of sacrifice. Like it might not have to be 100% um, going in one way or the other, um, but just looking at your values. And I always feel that Chiron in Taurus is learning to master your own values and your value like your your innate value hmm. okay i i love this and samantha is saying that this is really helpful um you know so it might be a little bit of a sidebar but this morning i was driving my girls to school and we were listening to the u2 song with or without you and there's the part where he says uh, and and you give yourself away and you give yourself your away and you give yourself away and I was reflecting on, on how it's almost romanticized in our culture to be so giving that you, you sacrifice yourself. And that there's, there's a lot of like relearning and reorienting around, around the idea of putting the oxygen mask, mask on first so that you can give to others. And really, you know, to me, it seems like Samantha as a mom and a partner, the more alive you are, the more filled up, the more happy, the more inspired, the more creative, the better mom and partner you can be. And, and maybe, yeah, there is that transition period where people are getting used to a different you and different dynamic. But um, I, hopefully everything Nora has said today in reflection of your chart is helpful. And um, it sounds like this is a big core piece of the work that you're here to do is to work through this, this very important aspect of yourself. And you are definitely doing it for the collective as well when you do it for yourself, because I, this, this thought and this idea is absolutely in like the collective consciousness, in the collective storyline. And it holds a lot of people back from doing the thing that would light them up, you know, because they're afraid of all the things that they would have to lose. But what if there's like so many more things that there are to gain that you don't even, that you are not even aware yet, you know? 
And I'm not saying that you have to let go of your family in order to do that. But you know, there's, there's all these other things that are opening up as potentials too. And I also, it always helps me to know that our chart isn't a mistake and the desires within us are not a mistake. And there's a reason why that desire is alive in you. And so really moving towards it and working out all the things that come with it is just part of what we're here to do as humans. So yeah, Taylor, do you want to add anything here? I don't know if you were looking at somebody else's chart while we were talking. Yeah, I was, I was looking at the other charts in there. I was like, oh, very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to say something about this, even just the example of what we just spoke through with Samantha and the fact that her son is in the 11th house, the 11th house having to do with the community. It's almost like things that she is going through or needs to say or needs to be said around her are benefiting her. It's going so much farther beyond just her. So there's, I think there's something really big there. And we just literally experienced that. Exactly. I was just to say that, that literally it's happening right now, right here. And the question came in, it was like, ooh, yeah, that that is something a lot of people are like, even if they're not conscious of it, it's something that's present and holding them back from pursuing whatever. I'm so glad, Abby, that you're learning a lot. Okay, we'll do one more question. And and I'm going to go with Dawn's question. All right. So Dawn says, hi, everyone. So happy to, to be live with you. I am working on 2.0 of my business and asked my friend to hook me up with QVC. I feel like it's going to happen soon. Will it? May 21st, 1968 in Brooklyn, New York, 5.02 a.m. All right. So, uh, yeah, so May 21st, 5.02 a.m., Brooklyn, New York represent in the house from New York City. <laughs> so I see you, Dawn. Um, so instead of looking at the transits to start, I just thought this is kind of a perfect horary question. So I just pulled a horary on it. Uh-huh. And Not there. Is that okay? Or is- Yes, of course. But what's a horary? I remember when I first heard that word, I was like, what? Like a what? Yeah. yeah. What is a horary? Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. So a horary is when someone asks a burning question that is relevant to them, we pull a chart for now, for the instant that the astrologer understands and accepts the question, we say chart. You know, so we can do that now because like they could do it a couple hundred years ago, too. But we can do it now very instantly with software before you had to like draw out the chart and stuff. And then we look at the chart and we read it to find an answer. So I pulled the forary for this. So I look at the moment that is right now up there in the sky and I'm looking at the planets and how they're talking to each other and what they're telling us. And so when I pull a horary, I'm looking at the ascendant and the ruler of the ascendant to help me understand who this person is. And so the ruler of the ascendant in the horary right now in my location, because I'm pulling it for my location, not for Brooklyn, is Leo rising. And so I'm looking to the sun and I see the sun is at 29 degrees and 32 minutes of Aries in the ninth house. And so the sun and Leo, this, and, and they're talking about QVC, they're talking about television, right? I'm assuming it's the same QVC that is on television, right? So we're talking about someone who's very Leo. This person wants to be in the spotlight. They want to be the star. They, you know, they got something to show. And so I love that. I love it. I can like feel Don's energy coming through without like anything. Like I see some like, I just see fabulousness about Don, right? 
So Dawn is a fabulous person. So no wonder QVC, you know, this person wants to hook her up with this QVC. This is obvious, right? Now, I mentioned that the sun is at 29 degrees and 32 minutes because every sign only has 30 degrees in it. So and there, there's Dawn. Fabulous. Look at the photo. Okay. And I was thinking like long, long hair too. I didn't say it, but that's what I was saying. So I mentioned the, the 29 degrees because what this tells me in a horary is that things are changing very rapidly. When you see a planet that is significant in a horary chart at the last degrees of a sign, even like late 26, 27, 28, certainly at 29 degrees of a sign, what we see is that the situation is going to change very quickly. So Dawn, I will say for sure you will know very quickly. I will also say I wonder if you are going to change your mind. So it's not about what QVC says to you. It's about how you feel about it. Now, there's a couple of indications in this horary um, that lead me to believe you're going to find an opportunity that you like more than QVC. So I'm not saying it's a no from QVC. I'm going to say, is there something bigger? Is there something better? Is there something different? Because I can also see uh, a couple Gemini signatures, uh, both in your natal chart and in this chart right now, um, in, in the horary chart, that are telling me that you know, QVC is like they talk. They just are talking all the time, right? So I feel like that might be appealing to you um, or it might feel appealing right now. But in the long run, when I look at the horary that has Venus at, at eight degrees of Gemini and your natal Mars at eight degrees of Gemini, um, I'm sorry, Venus is at 10 degrees, Mars is at eight degrees in your natal chart of Gemini. As Venus and Mars are coming together to say like, it sounds really nice and appealing to like be talking on QVC all day, like assuming you would be the guest, right? Um, but maybe that Mars is like, you know, hey, I can take action or would be irritating uh, in the long run. Now, I also just want to point out uh, a couple of other things about the horary. So one is that we're in a balsamic moon phase. So that means the moon is at 25 degrees of Aries. The sun is at 29 degrees of Aries. So the, the moon has four degrees to go before it meets up with the sun and it doesn't have any energy. It doesn't have any light. And so that's one signification that says this probably is not the thing. Yeah, I can hear you screaming with the excitement. <laughs> I just, I feel like it's sort of like you're going to change your mind and then your excitement about this opportunity may wane, just like the energy with the, with the moon meeting up with the sun. Now, the difference is this is an eclipse and the eclipse is at a point um, that. That's pretty interesting. It's a pretty powerful point. And so um, this is happening in your 12th house. So this is about behind the scenes work. So there's definitely some stuff going on behind the scenes. I think the situation is going to change very quickly where um, you decide to make another choice. The other thing that's going to happen is as soon as the sun changes signs, when you change your mind, you are going to run into a power player because the sun at zero degrees of Taurus is going to square Pluto at zero degrees of Aquarius. So you're going to have to make a decision where it will change your life. Um, now the sun will also, after it meets up with Pluto, make a, a beneficial sextile aspect to Saturn. So whatever this power struggle is, the power play, the big wealth that's coming into the equation, you're going to have to then make a beneficial decision for yourself of how you're setting up the structure in your life and who the uh, mentors, authority figures, 
Um, and maybe you come back to an astrologer, even since Saturn is in Pisces, and just say, hey, can you give me a little bit in more information about this? Um, but that's kind of how I see things uh, playing out is over the next few days, you're going to change your mind or something else is going to happen. You run into sort of like a power struggle, eventually you get a little bit more energy, and then you can make the decision to create the structure that you want for the job that you want. Oh my gosh. Fascinating. Dawn, does that resonate? As uh Taylor is speaking, I keep thinking of Shark Tank. I'm like, maybe maybe Dawn needs to apply to be on Shark Tank. I don't even know what the process is for that. I don't know, Dawn, if you have a product or something that would be appropriate for it, but um, she has chills. Okay. Amazing. Well, this is, isn't it incredible? I always am like, are you serious? You can do that by looking at the chart of the moment that the question is asked and understood. This is just proof that Every moment is alive and every moment has the opportunity to tell a story. And so everything that is created also has a life and has a trajectory and has a purpose and has a mission and has a whole story within itself. So it just, all of these things for me are just like, whoa, this universe is amazing. Like, like mind blowing at all times. It never gets old and boring. So I love that you were able to just do a horary for Dawn's question. And um, I think Dawn is in the inner circle if it's the same Dawn. So Dawn, please keep us in the loop on as to how this all continues to play out. Um, vegan butter. Yes. <laughs> like butter, baby. Like butter, baby. Amazing. Okay. Well, so, okay. Here's what I want to say. For any of you who didn't get your question answered, Thank you for being here. Thank you for asking the question. I'm sorry we're out of time. You can do a couple things. Number one, sign up to get notified the next time we're live and get your question in there early and hopefully we'll have a chance to ask it next time. And to sign up to get alerts when we're live with this show, go to astrologyup.com slash bonanza live. B-O-N-A-N-Z-A live. That's one option. The second option is if you're burning with this question and you want to get it answered, you can go and book a reading with one of our astrologers. Or you can see if somebody's on live. Now, the way that you can see if they're on live is you go to astrologyhub.com slash connect and there would be someone with a little green light that says um, live now or something. I need to get the wording exactly right. It's something like that. Live now. It's very obvious. Uh, and you can get your first 10 minutes free. So as you can see from this, you can get a lot answered in 10 minutes. So you can go with your question, ask it, um, or you can book a reading with Nura or Taylor or 13 other of our amazing astrologers by going to astrologyhub.com slash connect. Use your discount code April 20 to get 20% off. That is if you book your reading in April, you can have the reading whenever it works for you. So if you have it, you can book a reading now for your birthday in September but you'll, you'll get to take advantage of that 20% off. And this is all for our grand opening of our new reading platform that's featuring 15 masterful astrologers. We wanted to make it easy for people to access high quality astrology readings. So we have very carefully curated and selected some of the best astrologers in the world to be available to you to help you navigate your life. It's like having a coach in your corner it's like having the universe in your corner. The universe is already in your corner, but it's being able to get even more direct, direct downloads and feedback from the universe and from your unique design. You know, what you're here and navigating in this moment 
getting the insight and the guidance from amazingly skilled astrologers, it can really just propel you on your path. I know it has helped me tremendously. I get readings a lot. <laughs> I get readings all the time because there's so many different aspects of life and just getting that, either getting that nudge or getting that confirmation or really being the light in the dark moment. It's amazing. So again, I'm super excited about our new platform. I'm so happy to be offering it to all of you. And you can go check it out again, astrologyhub.com slash connect. If you're not sure who to have a reading with, you can take the matchmaking quiz and we will recommend an astrologer that's right for you based on the question that you have. So we could recommend one person to you now based on your current question. And then if you come back in a couple months and you have a different question, we may recommend someone else for you at that moment. So go check it out. And oh, Tammy's asking, how much do the readings cost? The astrologers set their own prices and it it ranges. So you if if um, cost is one of your main factors right now, you can go and just find someone that fits your budget. You can do 30-minute readings, 60-minute readings, or 90-minute readings. So again, another way to fit your budget based on the length of the reading. So go just check out their pricing and, and see which one works for you. And also take advantage of the 20% off. Um, okay, let me see. I ought to book for my birthday. Nicole, I do a birthday reading every single year. It is one of my favorite rituals. I like think of the reading for months in advance. I very carefully select the astrologer I'd like to have the reading with. And then I'm always, um, you know, I have my very specific questions that I ask. And I love that ritual and highly recommend that you do it. Um, Lisa, thank you for this incredible gathering. I always learn so much on chart readings for others. Always appreciate astrology. Have keep doing what you do. We will, Lisa. Thank you. As long as there's people out there like you who love it and who are getting something out of it, we will be here. And I love that some of you who are students get to actually learn about chart reading by watching masters like Taylor and Nora do it live. So I'm I'm really happy that you're also learning alongside with um, learning, you know, learning how to do it and also learning and getting your questions answered. I love that. Okay, Nora and Taylor, do you want to say anything in closing? I just love this. It's really fun. <laughs> it's totally great. It was so much fun. And um, and also, I think Nero will probably agree with me that like all of these charts, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so much more to say. And so like, even though we give you an answer, it's like, if you are interested in like getting more or getting deeper, like there are so many layers that we can explore. And so we would love to love to connect. So thank you for for having us. This is wonderful. It's such a pleasure. We've been wanting to do a live reading show forever. And I was saying this before we went live. We, we kept getting stuck on like the logistics of how we do it and the tech and the but. And finally, it was like, let's just do it and see how it goes. We'll just go live and see how it goes. And so far, so good. If you like this show, please also let us know about that. We're considering keeping it going after the reading bonanza is over. The first idea was that it was just going to be for April, but now we're considering maybe doing it like once a week ongoing. But I'd love to hear from you if you are, if, if you find it um, helpful, insightful, entertaining, even if you don't get your question answered, are you learning by hearing the astrologers answer other people's questions? So um, please let us know. And we will be live again this time next week. And I want to just, oops, my. My desk just went down. Oh, I want to tell you who's going to be on live next week. We're going to, I believe it's Gemini Brett and Cameron Allen. 
Um, so this time next week, so Wednesday, the 26th, we will be live. No, it'll be a little bit earlier in the day with Brett, Gemini Brett and Cameron Allen. We're going to be talking about relocation. So moving or um, where you should travel and also health stuff. So things about your body and your health. So Brett and Cameron, and also they can answer any question. All these astrologers are brilliant and can answer a lot of questions, but we're trying to focus the show so that you know where to direct your question. So that's happening next week. If you want to know when we're live, again, astrologyhub.com slash Bonanza Live. We'll send you a little email or text and you'll be able to just hop on wherever you're at. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Nura and Taylor. You're amazing, brilliant, bright, beautiful lights. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us. It's such a pleasure. And thanks to all of you for being here. We love you. We love hearing from you. Thank you for sharing your your intimate aspects of your life with us. It is an honor and we um, we do not take it for granted. So thank you for trusting us with these, these very important questions that you have on your heart. And we'll look forward to seeing you again very soon. Take care, everybody.